0: As we head into 2018, the impacts of climate change are becoming more serious and evident to humanity. The vast amount of hurricanes, floods, and other large-scale weather events is just one symptom of how humans are changing the face of our planet. Rising oceans mean that islands are in danger of being lost, while politicians must now deal with the very real threat of climate change interfering with national security. But even with these changes, Many deny the impacts and don't even trust climate scientists. We are living in a world where science is becoming more politicized, which means it's more important than ever to talk about climate change amongst ourselves and bring more dialogue to the table. Today, we're having a discussion amongst the Substances team, and tune in and listen to our debate. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: So question one, what does climate change mean to each of us? When did you first hear this term and when did you come to understand its meaning? So I was first introduced to climate change when I was in middle school. So that's about 10 or 12 years ago. I didn't understand, of course, at first what it meant, but to be perfectly honest, I did accept it at face value. I trusted scientists and my teachers to deliver and to educate me with the truth. Looking back, I realize how lucky I am to have had educators who did just that, who presented me with the facts and let me determine if I believed it to be real. But getting back to the term climate change, I came to understand the extent and the impact of climate change in my first year of high school. I had watched videos of extreme weather devastating the environment and the creatures living there. I saw how the Earth's environment had already drastically changed in such a short period of time. Animals and species were going to be endangered and close to extinction. This was a wake up call for me to wipe a species off the face of the earth. I, after all, I did understand
0: that down the line, humans would be next. And that's terrifying. I mean, reading about it as a species level extinction event, it's something that humans aren't really ready to consider. But I think, at least from my perspective, I think of climate change in terms of its deniers. That certain politicians and people just simply refuse to exist that it's true. Which is incredibly confusing. When I think about it, I just, I get upset that, to think that those who we place our trust in won't act in our own interests simply because they don't consider climate change real. What do you think, Floran?
2: I don't recall the exact moment I got to know about climate change, but as far as I can remember, I've always known it was important. I remember talking about it with my family, learning about it at school, at primary or secondary school, at university as well. I remember seeing bad news related to climate change on TV or even watching documentaries explaining the origins of it. What about you,
0: Josephine?
3: Climate change means a lot to me. I remember when Al Gore's first Inconvenient Truth initially came out and played for months on end in our small 187 person theater in the small town I grew up in. Climate change was always well accepted there. Um, There were many people doing small things to lessen their environmental impact. I remember our grocery store being one of the ones very early on in the game that began charging for plastic bags. And also we lived in a town that bought back our land from someone who wanted to build on the land. Um, so I think at a young age I always knew the importance of acting in a way that did not lead to a huge environmental impact but I also remember um, I had a very conservative side of my family and saying that climate change was just cyclical and at a very young age I also thought yeah maybe it does come in waves maybe it is something that comes and goes it's up and down but today we can no longer think that way we know that it's happening it's happening in the ways that it's Our storms are coming in, and it's something that obviously as we enter 2018, we know the extreme effects that are occurring every day with sea levels rising, air quality diminishing, and seasons changing.
1: Question two, have you ever experienced the effects of climate change in your everyday life? If so, when and where? So, I live on an island, and I can say that I have definitely seen the effects of climate change the prevalence and strength of hurricanes have dramatically increased over the past 10 or so years. This is because the water is warmer, and so the storms have more energy and therefore cause much more destruction. Right now, I'm living in Berlin. Berlin is a city that is located 12 degrees in latitude north above New York City. And yet, Here in Berlin, I'm experiencing a much more mild winter, while New York is experiencing one of the coldest winters on record.
0: Yeah, I think we can agree that at least there are the three of us, just Joe and I, having all grown up um, in the U.S. and, you know, East Coast, Central America, the change in our weather, especially in winter, has been such a big thing, you know, throughout them being more dramatic or not having snow at all. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see how that's affected us, not directly, but in an indirect way. Uh, what do you think about it, Joe?
3: My whole world has revolved around snow since I was a kid. Seeing a lack of snow come when it's supposed to and then seeing crazy snow cor- storms occur more often than they used to is enough to say that clim- ch- climate change is really happening, even in my own life. Unfortunately, being an individual who has been privileged, climate change has not impacted me to the degree that it has many people. However, well, for instance, take... Hurricane Katrina. Climate change and the hurricane impacted those in low-income housing far more than it impacted people of privilege. Um, You see that these people were directly hit by the hurricane. They didn't have places to go. They weren't able to get out of the city, and I think those effects are much harder than what obviously I've seen in my own lifetime. I've seen these storms. I've seen them from afar. I've seen them on TV, seen them hit the islands even this past fall, but I haven't directly been impacted other than seeing A rise of storms, seeing things on the media, seeing a rise of sea levels, um, walking through Venice last year and people talking about how there's going to be quotas in the town or in the city because they will no longer be able to have that many people because of the, the city sinking. I don't know
2: if this example can be directly linked to climate change, but I often think it is. I have lived in Belgium most of my life and I remember that we've had more or less of snow every winter when I was a kid. We could build snowmen have snowball fights and just really enjoy the snow but the last winter that was like that was in i think 2012 or six years ago ever since we sometimes have a bit of melting snow or just more of cold rain i would say it's dirty it's cold it's humid and there's nothing to enjoy there this winter has also been so strange we've had one cold week in november then milder temperatures, then cold rainy days again, all over December. And today it was about 10 degrees, which is so confusing. I really remember that when I was in secondary school, so basically the years before 2012, we had cold days with temperatures like minus 15, and it's okay. But it has never really happened again ever since. And not really, surprisingly, summers aren't really like summer either. It's hard to say climate change is directly
0: responsible for that, but it certainly looks like it. One of the characteristics that links all of our stories together is that the changes are small at first, minimal in their breath. These are the things that make climate change so deadly, at least in my opinion. Because if people want to ignore these signs, they can. Particularly in the case, as winters become colder, One of the most common excuses of climate change deniers is to ask how global warming could possibly be happening if the temperatures are dropping. What this fails to take into account, however, is that climate change is a matter of how temperature shifts will become more dramatic, and that in turn will impact weather events causing deadlier storms, which further in turn causes a rise of refugees and migrants who are looking to get away to these events. It's a difficult situation. And one that makes the point that the science surrounding climate change needs to be more trustworthy. And in the past couple years, uh, public trust in scientists has been in decline. And many people, at least in the United States, look at science in a political way. How do you guys think that this changes the potential impact that science can have?
3: I do not think the problem lies in science being part of politics, but rather in big businesses being tied to politics. This has long plagued politics, especially in the context of the United States. Many of the large businesses who are extremely powerful powerful within our political framework only have influence because of their monetary contributions to politics. Sadly, these contributions are tied to their large profits, which often do not weigh in what they're doing to the environment at all. However, I think change is possible and it is something that we can we can do every single day on a very small scale but also um countries have the ability to to make this change as well countries have the power to not buy certain goods to create caps on emissions and follow the paris agreement notions like these have made huge waves with chains especially um if the common folk is doing everything that they need to do i think we can't see big big change and unfortunately i don't think it's Actually, I don't think it's a problem at all that science is tied to to politics. I think it has to be, because if it's not the governments that are changing these things, then who really, really will? I do think we can do small things, but ultimately it needs to come from top down um, for these policies to be put into place so people are not acting in absurd ways that are hurting our environment.
2: I don't think that it's as intense in Belgium as it is in the U.S., I have rarely heard or felt that people simply didn't trust scientists in Belgium. It's more a matter of who cares and who doesn't. Many people would accept that climate change is real, but some of them just won't feel concerned at all. And therefore, some politicians will encourage green initiatives and others just choose not to focus on that.
1: Like Joe, I think politics has no business in the world of science, and I wish it were the case. But in this... But in this era of alternative facts, I think the truth, unfortunately, has less meaning. People are choosing to believe based off how they feel, rather
0: than listening to the evidence proven by studies. I definitely agree with all of you, and especially you, Floran. I don't think it's as big an issue in Europe, and I'm not really sure as to why. Maybe that's because climate change science is more accepted there. But in the U.S., I think that really the main issue is that people link climate change science particularly to the Democratic Party. Unfortunately, this can backfire in the way that climate change policies are then shunted to one side, and the Republicans, or any other conservative party, can then place blame on not only the more liberal party based on their environmental policy, but also the scientists who back them up, which can lead to a population more based, like you said, Jess, on emotional choices rather than the real facts. But where do you guys place climate change on the spectrum of current global issues? Is it a very pressing matter that needs to be addressed immediately or it is something that can be tended to later? Because beyond climate change we have the refugee crisis, poverty, um, health, global health crisis, I mean there are so many issues. How does this rank for you?
3: 21st century comes with a handful of issues that are on the forefront from refugees and human displacement and the perceived threats that come with that, uh, gender equality, climate change, which is a product of many issues, deforestation, pollution, lack of resources, etc. cetera. Um, but all global issues are interlinked and to some degree that in turn heightens further issues and makes it more even con- more convoluted. Climate change must be addressed. I think each individual has to do their part. Like Joe. I do find climate change to be a matter of
1: incredibly pressing importance. But I also believe that there are other current events and issues, for me most prominently, the refugee crises that are more deserving of immediate attention. I do think now policies and laws aimed at combating climate change should be implemented and enforced wherever possible. I think this is incredibly important because I believe that the next great war will not be one of belief, religion, ideology, or anything like that, but one of resources. So in order to prevent that, along with all of the other
2: negative effects of climate change, climate action must take place. Um, I think it's a mistake to think that climate change problems can wait as if it wasn't important. But many people feel like real catastrophes will happen in hundreds of years, so they won't be the ones to experience it. However, scientists keep coming back to what they said and are astonished to see that what they had predicted to happen in a hundred years or so is already happening right now. I think we are all already experiencing the effects of climate change. And if we don't tackle it now, it can only get worse. Migrations will increase drastically. Access to resources will become more and more limited. And overall, many conflicts could erupt from that. So now is the time to take action against the risks of climate change. And in case it's already too late, then it's time to start thinking about how we will manage what's about to come and how to limit the damages.
0: Yeah, climate change is moving quicker than anyone. Scientists and otherwise can't predict. Damages are already increasing, whether it be from flood costs or in a lack of resources. Cape Town, for example, will be the first city in the world to run out of water in the upcoming months. Humans can't survive without water. And while managing this crisis might help cooperation efforts among countries worldwide, we cannot afford to allow this to continue happening. Addressing this immediately starts now, and it starts from government policies to the little everyday things that we can all do to make a change. But regardless of anyone's individual effort, there will always be those who deny climate change. What do you guys think about climate change deniers? Do you know anyone in your everyday life that denies the existence of climate change? For me, speaking personally, I don't know anyone. I just see people uh, online or on TV that deny it as politicians. But I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. I
1: don't, or at least I'm not aware of anyone in my life that denies climate change.
2: Um, I have never met any, but as I said, I have met people who simply don't care about climate change. They just don't feel concerned. Um, I haven't had a lot of occasions to really discuss climate change consequences with these people but honestly, I don't really mind the thing differently. Sure, I like to tell them what I think, that I think it represents a danger for the years to come, etc. But if they choose not to care about it, then alright then. I don't want to blame people or make them feel guilty for doing something I personally don't approve or to try and convince them that my vision of the world is the right one? Life can be so complicated sometimes, and so if some people decide that they don't want to spend hours worrying about the environment, well, I can understand that, even though I would do differently.
3: I have a huge problem with climate change deniers. Um, I think it's ridiculous and unfortunately somewhat selfish, but that being said, do you think we always have to take it from a grain of salt of why people believe this way? Um, because people are always a product of everything around them. They're a the product of their parents or maybe like what their parents did for a living um, and everything that's in their society and how they've been brought up. So if you're a product of who you're around all of the time, then you cannot... You can't create change or have judge them for what they're thinking based on where they come from. All I think we can do is hope that we can have the conversation that hopefully sparks their interest or find the one thing that's like, oh my goodness, yeah, I can, I can latch onto that. And maybe it's not everything, but they can start to make a difference in a small way. Question six. Do you believe that climate change could
1: help unite the world in a common goal to save the earth or drive it apart as resources continue to drain? In a perfect world, it could be used to unite us before a cataclysmic event were to occur. But do I think it's likely? No. I think at the rate at which the world is going, especially with Donald Trump in office, I think climate change, unfortunately, will continue to bite us until a point of no return.
0: Yeah, and it's too bad we don't live in that perfect world, right? Because it seems like such a great motivator to work together, but when you think about it in reality, it's all too easy to picture a case where that mm, probably wouldn't be true that countries would be able to work together. I mean, in an ideal situation.
2: Um, ideally, yes, but I'm afraid it might do just the contrary. In the race for resources, we play against each other and the game isn't fair. As Josephine said, the rich will live and profit and the poor will suffer. Unfortunately, climate change is not a priority for everybody. But if it was, maybe nations could start thinking of a common path of action.
3: As long as you have this power struggle between wealthy countries and poor nations, like that is, it's not going to be possible because no matter what the wealthy use these resources, the developed countries use them on behalf of what is happening in developing nations. I think a lot of it goes even further into bigger issues of imperialism and how, where are those resources coming from and who is profiting and what companies are profiting and who is being used to actually get those resources.
0: Right, I mean, as long as the power struggle continues, the rich will profit and the poor will continue to suffer. But I mean, looking beyond that, there must be ways that some of us can make a difference to stop the effects of climate change. There are small things. Speaking for myself, I like to bike a lot to work. I use reusable bags when I go grocery shopping, and I try my best to recycle and separate, especially living in a European country, between brown, green, and white glass, and also looking into separating cardboard. There's composting, which I don't personally do, but I've heard is a really great way, especially to stop the production of food waste, which contributes hugely to methane in the atmosphere. What are some ways that you guys tried to make small changes in your life to deal with climate change
3: um, i think the biggest way to make a change right now for any individual who can is taking public transportation or for me i run to work a couple times a week um bringing your bag to the store no matter what um and doing each tiny thing with intention so shopping local like seeing where brands are come from um purchasing goods in bulk so you deal with less packaging tiny just tiny things that, like the way we have to do it, um, and then just being sound in how you think about every action that you actually go through.
1: So touching upon and following through with what Josephine has mentioned, I also use similar tactics. I take public transportation as much as possible, I walk, I use my reusable bag to shop, I recycle, I use my reusable water bottle, Whenever I leave the room or the house, I turn off my lights, heater, and I unplug my devices. These are just some of the few things I do to try to limit my carbon
2: footprint. Um, I've always done my best to live sustainably and to respect the environment. I don't own a car, so I use public transportation most of the time. I use reusable water bottles, reusable bags. I rarely use disposable equipment in my everyday life. I shop local. My family has a garden where we grow most of our fruits and vegetables. We make honey and we reuse uh, reuse rainwater for our non-alimentary consumption. I also eat seasonal food and I eat meat less than twice a week. However, sometimes I feel that as long as the world's biggest oil companies and biggest companies in general won't stop doing what they're doing to the environment. Well, what's the point of doing so much effort? I do it for moral conscience and because I hope it can help a little, but I really sometimes wonder if it actually changes much.
0: I think that's perfectly normal to think that because when you're doing such small things, you can't help but wonder, am I actually making a difference? Am I actually making a change? Which is why then I think in the end, a lot of people don't do it because they feel so apathetic about the situation. And that's why talking about this is so important, having these kind of panel discussions, because it allows people to see, oh, if we all make a difference, yeah, it can make a change. Uh, And on that topic, is there something that climate studies, discussions, or the effects of climate change have taught you individually that you want to share with everyone else? I think climate
3: change has taught me a lot of things, but I think the biggest note to end on is this world is not mine. It's not even ours. It's been here for thousands of years, but I do want the experiences I have had here to be similar to the ones for the generations to come. I hope that they get to enjoy snow and they see fresh fields of strawberries and they get to play in them like I did when I was a child. I hope people have access to water and can play in the ocean. I know this comes from a perspective of privilege. I I got to experience all of these things, but I hope that we can make an impact so more people get to, and it is a future that is that can actually occur. We have too many people that don't have access to clean water right now that are being kicked out of their homes because of climate change and rising sea levels that are fleeing because of natural disasters. And if we all set it into a practice rather than just a goal, it needs to be everyday practice, um, small change can occur. It, It really can. Thank you so much. Climate change has taught me
1: probably one of the greatest lessons. And that is, is that we are all interconnected, all forms of life. There is not one species that isn't connected to the others. Cheesy enough, but truly there is a circle of life. So if one group is nearing nearing extinction, it is just the beginning of the rest.
2: It has taught me that as small as humans are, they can cause great damage to such a big, beautiful, hospitable planet. It makes me question humanity sometimes. It's like we're screwing the only place we can live in, and we know it, but we still do it anyway. And By we, I mean the ones who can actually make decisions about that and influence the global tendency. Again, I don't want to blame the folks who are already doing the best to live respectfully towards the environment.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad that we were able all to sit together and kind of bring together all of our thoughts about climate change. It's so rare to actually have one of these discussions. So we thought that it would be great for you, our listeners, to just kind of hear us talking really casually about it, because this is how change starts, where you are open about your conversations and learn a variety of different perspectives, even though a lot of us agree on similar topics. Thanks for tuning in today to our panel dedicated to talking more about climate change. This month, as you might have seen on our website, we've been talking about climate change as we try to cover everything from sea change, food waste, anything that has to do with it. And as always, we want to spark dialogue, no matter how hard the issues are to talk about. So feel free to email us at dosageofrepartee at gmail.com or chat with us on Facebook or on our website at www.sub-stances.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.